finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Rudrani, Rudrani, you are such a hardy body. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. I, I literally, I literally, um, I wasn't sure how I was going to surprise you. And I know you were on the edge of your seat, salt shaker in hand, ready to stand up and be counted and not know exactly what we're going to come out <laughs> So I thought, well, I, I thought I'd ease you with a little song. I'm so happy that I find myself laughing instead of, <laughs> instead of my fingernails being white. That's, that's already a very good sign. That's amazing. That's amazing. Everybody listening, I'd love to introduce the sweetest, sweetest divine creature in the entire universes, Rajani. Rajani, say hello to everyone so they can uh, have a little tap of your energy. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing Rajani um obviously asked you to be on the podcast because you just got this lovely bubbly sweet adorable guiding wise energy and I just wanted to share some space with you and and have that recorded just so that the uh, the listeners could have a little piece of that too how does that sound excellent and I appreciate this opportunity so much thank you Dan brilliant 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 so when we had our um our little chat when i asked you obviously to to be a part of this you started to tell me some very interesting stuff and i did say at the time i didn't want you to tell me then only because i wanted to be a part of the experience of learning more about you with our listeners so how about you take a few moments just to tell everyone a little bit more about you Okay, a little bit about me. The way you introduced me um, allowed me to come back into my heart, whereas before I was feeling quite nervous. So in my heart, I am whole. Okay. And in my heart, I am compassionate and I am a loving being. And the way you describe me is who I absolutely would love to be today for myself, for you, and for all the listeners. Amazing. Absolutely. I'm not really quite, I'm not quite sure how to describe myself, Dan. I, Do you know um, what? I think, that's what? Pretty, I think that's pretty fab, to be honest. Oh, okay. Okay, good. That, that's a pretty okay. fab description. Absolutely. Now, awesome. you do some work, don't you? Because you're based I do. in our New Mexico. I live in New Mexico. Yes, because uh, I hope to come and see you in a couple yes. of Yes, very weeks. excited. Yes. Very excited about that. We're very happy that, that you're coming. And we have are some certainly going have, to have a lot of hugs, <laughs> a lot of laughter, a lot of fun, a lot of joy. It's going to be phenomenal. Scooby Dooby. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about the work that you do over there? Because I know that you've got... You've got something that you do, and I'll tell you a secret. Whenever I've identified people that I kind of had on my radar as wanting to jump on the podcast, I've actually done my best not to know too much about them so that I can be part of the experience of learning more about them. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. So why don't you tell me more about the work that you do? Okay. I do live in New Mexico in the mountains outside of Albuquerque in a beautiful space. The work that I do has nothing to do with the place in which I live. Oh. The work that I do, I do on the phone, okay. on Skype, on Skype, on FaceTime with people all over the United States and actually all over the world. Wow. And I have been doing this work, which I love with all my heart, for 22 years. Wow. That's the name of the be. work is really a long time, and it's a great piece of work. Mm-hmm. It, had, it, it started off with the name Holographic Repatterning. Okay. It, has, it has since changed its name to Resonance Repatterning, which okay. are simply words that some of us understand and some of us may not understand. 
So when I talk about a hologram, let's say, mm-hmm. as we all know, you, you see it in amusement parks, you have it on your credit card. It's a three-dimensional image um, that uses light and sound. And when we cut up a hologram, it continues to remain in its whole in every piece that we cut. So in my work, what that means is, yes, you are a being who has advanced in life to the age that you are now, mm-hmm. but you started somewhere as a little tiny being on this earth in a certain place where you were born with certain parents, mm-hmm. with a certain unique birth signature that can actually be measured in frequency wave patterns in cycles per second. So when, you, when you're in a hologram, what you experienced as a child you're still carrying on some level within the hologram of your body today. So what that means is you really can't separate out who you are from who you were. So you carry a certain signature in that hologram. Does that make sense? I am with you. And this is fascinating because this ties in with something I'm, I, I'm not going to cut your flow, but um, the work that Greg Braden does with the hologram, a couple of people have, have spoken to me about his stuff. And I was actually supposed to, to get out to Sedona back in February to go and see him, but it didn't work out. Mm. But, um, I am absolutely in love with the hologram. I'll call it a theory um, just for mm. understanding sake, but I'm absolutely in love with hologram theory and all that it represents in terms of opportunity and possibility. So it's actually quite magical that I hadn't known that's what you're working on. And yet that's something that I'm currently a little bit obsessed with knowing more about. So I'm very, very excited that I've captured a 22 year veteran and I have you. <laughs> Technically, oh, all to myself, although some people are spying in on this. But technically, I've got you okay. to myself, and I get to learn more about that. So um, whether you like it or not, you're telling me absolutely everything that you can teach me in this time that we have together about repatterning and how Beautiful. that ties into what you just said in relation to our hologram selves uh, and how that translates into reality. Because one thing that I find with a lot of these, I'll call them metaphysical principles just for ease of communication but what i find Mm -hmm. with them sometimes is it's very easy for them to become um intangible words and phrases that people use to feel good about themselves for a moment but don't actually translate into something tangible that affects real change but i'm consciously aware that with a lot of this work there's such a fabulous amount of substantive science behind it which means that it doesn't have to be intangible, airy, fairy, fairy cake words and phrases. It can be real things affecting real change in people's lives in the real world. So I'm very excited to learn more. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you, Dan, for being excited about this. Uh, The person who created this work, his name, her name is Chloe Wordsworth. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, there is of course the Michael Talbot book on the holographic universe, which perhaps you have read and perhaps some of your audience has read. But nevertheless, Chloe Wordsworth decided to change holographic repatterning words to resonance repatterning because it seemed that people did not relate to what is a hologram and how it, how it lives inside of them their whole lives. So their own holographic universe. So let me just shift to what is resonance repatterning as a definition. Mm-hmm. This is a process that uses the body's own innate intelligence to overcome old habits and the painful past that hold you back from being exactly what you want to be now, exactly who you want to be now. Mm. So it, 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 um, it uses sound, it uses light, it uses, um, smell, it uses all of our senses in modalities to recreate the scenario of who we are now rather than how we live through our past. So I can I can give you a really long explanation, but that in short so is me, what residence repatterning is. Let me try and get my head wrapped around this and so so that I can work through it and I can 
demonstrate that I've, I've grasped it properly. And if not, then you can correct me and then we can make sure we're on the same page. Sure. So let's say, for example, that my life experiences have brought me to a certain point in my life, let's say today, and the hologram that exists today is, an exa- is, is a result of the frequencies I've been through throughout my life. And now I'm yes. a particular pattern. And that pattern's represented by light and other frequencies. Am I on the right page? Uh, yes, it's represented. And you can actually measure mm-hmm. these frequencies in cycles per second. Yes. Every problem resonates at a certain frequency. And every intention resonates at a certain frequency. Okay. Just like every organ in your body has a resonance at a certain frequency. So it's not just, it's not just me personally, my life. Things, let's say, for example, going to my work with Beyond Intention, let's say, for example, I have a particular intention. That particular intention also has, as a hologram, has a measurable frequency. Yes, it does. Okay. So my pattern, me as I am here in 3D reality, has measurable frequencies in terms of light and other, um, is, has measurable, is measurable in terms of light and other frequencies. And that, those measurements make up or constitute my holographic resonance. They do. And they can shift. They can shift. So in this work, um, let me speak about it. Sure. So at, at the heart of each of us, whatever our imperfections are, there exists what we call a silent pulse, a perfect rhythm. So it's a complex of waveforms and resonance, which is absolutely individual then and unique, yet it connects us to everything in the universe. So the act of getting in touch with this pulse Mm -hmm. can transform our personal experience and in the same way, alter the world around us. So the resonance repatterning is based on quantum physics. Yes, that's what's a lot of science. That's, as I said, it started out being called holographic repatterning. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm repeating this again. The nature of a hologram is a three-dimensional image that resonates light and sound. Um, so every sentient being, a vegetable, an animal, you and me as humans, we contain a life force that's part of the giant hologram. And in terms of quantum physics, as you know, time's not linear. So there's Mm -hmm. no past, there's no no present, there's no future. Mm -hmm. And given the right tools, we can truly access the past, the present, and the future Mm -hmm. at the same atomic level, at some atomic level, and at some cellular level. So what resonance repatterning is, it's a, It's a process of coherence. But what's beautiful about it is it's circular. It's in a form of the mandala and not linear. Mm -hmm. So although I have books that I use to um, uh, discern what is the person saying to me, what is their issue, let's state the problem, where do they want to go with this, we can go anywhere in the circle to determine what the client needs to address and the innate wisdom that the client needs for any session. And that wisdom can be on a physical level, a mental level, an emotional level, and a spirit level. So I believe I said earlier that you were born at a particular time. Yes. In a particular place. And it can be measured in cycles per second, and that's your birth note. And I also said that every gland and tissue and organ has a frequency which can be also measured in cycles per second. Mm-hmm. So can every problem yes. and every intention. So, so a client comes to me and they're definitely resonating strong for their problem mm-hmm. and resonating weak for their intention that we can measure. So, so problems are something that we resonate with that we don't want. And intentions or something that we want but don't resonate with, that's what the session does. It shifts our problems that we resonate with off and shifts our intentions that we want, shifts them on so that we resonate with them. 
I guess I'm not really saying what the on-off is. So maybe I need to... I was actually going to say, let's take an example. Let's say, for example, tell me this. What are some of the issues? Not, I don't want you to dis obviously expose about your clients, but what are examples of the sorts of things that people come to you to address? Let's start with that and get a baseline so we can start to build an image so that we can uh, start to really communicate the, the true idea of what you're saying. What, what, what are okay. some Okay, I'll start with my own story. My mm -hmm. own story is um, uh, in this lifetime, I had a unusual, horrendous, horrific, uh, rather alarming um, reaction to bees. And I had a belief, a belief. Now these are unconscious beliefs. Yes, of course. I had an unconscious belief that those bees are here to kill me. Now, no matter what anybody told me, Dan, they would say, they're nice bees. They only want honey. They don't care about you. Mm -hmm. Just leave them alone. It didn't help. Whatever anybody said to me could not go into my existence. I didn't hear them. Because mm. I only believed on an unconscious level that that bee has the intention to kill me and then I'm going to die. So that's how I came to the work. I, I, I met a person who said, well, I do residence repatterning. Let's find out about what's this bee thing for you, Rudrani? What is that about? So in the work, we use um, applied kinesiology. Some of you know it as muscle checking. Some of you know it as muscle testing. Um, some of you may not know what that is at all. So let me see if I can even explain what that is. So, um, hmm. So we have an autonomic nervous system that we're born with. And we, we let me see if I can explain this better. Take your time. Okay, when you're born, you started to breathe automatically. Yes. Your heart started to beat automatically. And this actually comes from the autonomic nervous system. Yeah. The brain is not engaged. Mm -hmm. So if we harvest the autonomic nervous system, we get what we call a binary on or off response. So if I'm doing a proxy session with a client and I'm using my little fingers as, as um, a binary response, my on, I guess we need to do this visually next time on the um, call, Dan, because people can't see me. No, what I'm I was, using what my, I was I'm, going to say is when we come, when, when I come out, let's let's do this as a follow-up session. I'd love to do a session with you, uh, and if you're open to that, then we can actually record the session. Oh can yes, of that? course, I'd love that. So that would be that a way of um, showing you what I'm talking about. So, yeah, sure. so when you use a, a um, an example of a muscle check would be, um, you're holding your right arm out in front of you at shoulder level. And mm -hmm. in your left hand, um, your elbow's bent. And let's say I put a piece of wheat bread in your hand. Mm -hmm. Well, 99% of people do not um, raise their frequencies by eating wheat. Mm -hmm. It's often wheat is something that weakens the body. So if I put wheat in your left hand and mm -hmm. I push it down with one finger mm -hmm. on the wrist of your right hand, mm -hmm. just to see if your it resonates strong for you or weak for you, your arm automatically goes down as a weakness. Okay. So when you come in with a problem that you mm -hmm. say, uh, I'm terrified of bees, I know they're there to kill me, mm -hmm. and the resonance repatterning practitioner checks my arm, I am resonating so strong, my arm will not go down because my resonance is the bee's gonna kill me. So at the end of the session, what I want to have happen is when we recheck that as a problem, the bee is going is here to kill me, my arm goes weak and it goes down, knowing that, that I no longer resonate with that unconscious pattern about bees. So now in my life, um, a bee can fly around me. I don't invite them into my home and say, come along and land yeah. on me. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far. But, but you're, you're more neutral as opposed to the... the I am much more neutral. Before, right. And I don't run. There was a time when I locked myself in a room and I had a doctor's appointment and I just said, I can't come. I didn't explain why. But I could not go to my front door. So that's how serious it was. So we have all these kinds of crazy issues that are deeply unconscious i mean i gave you an example of a bee but i can give you a lovely example of a great outcome a client has had 
So most of my clients come word of mouth and I don't know them. But we do Skype, we do FaceTime, or we do talk on the phone where no one is seen. And sometimes the client is more comfortable in that way. Um, so I had a client, this is several years ago, who was a medical student in Pennsylvania. Hold on, my dog is crying. Hold no on, Dan, maybe we could edit out the crying part. No, it's all, right. <laughs> it's all, it's all. <laughs> okay. it's all right. Come on, baby. Okay. It's all part of life. It's all part he just of wants life. to be a part of it. He just wants, he just wants in on the magic. That's all. I know. He to totally does. Yeah. So, um, so I had this client in Pennsylvania. She's a medical student and she's in her late 20s and she has just given birth to a child. Okay. And she calls me and she said, my problem is that my little uh, five-month-old baby will not wean off my breast and mm -hmm. I cannot go to school and I cannot pay attention to my studies. I understand. So in, in the residence repatterning, we actually go back to the earlier experience of that child. Mm -hmm. um, most, most likely, the earlier experience is in this lifetime. However, since this is a newborn, it turned out that the earlier experience was in a past life. If some of you believe in past lives, whatever mm -hmm. you believe in, and this particular woman did believe in a past life, so she accepted this explanation. Yeah. I mean, we so in the, in, anyway, right? Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So with this child, in the, the previous past life, the baby's mother had died when the baby was under a month old. Uh, so the baby was clinging to her present mother's breast thinking, I'm never going to let go. There's no way I'm going to let go. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to let go. I don't want, I don't want my mommy to die. Mm -hmm. It's unconscious. So we're looking for what is the underlying unconscious pattern that's going on here. So we identify that we found the unconscious pattern. Uh, we found out what are the unmet life needs for the baby? Well, obviously, nurturing is an unmet life need security and trust is an unmet life need hmm. um, bonding through the eyes of the mother with the breast is an unmet life need so the baby's clinging to the mom so then we we, we we go deeper into well what is the baby's belief well the baby's belief is my my mom's gonna die this mom's gonna die too so what we want to do is shift that belief off yeah. we want to shift on the belief that my mother is always here for me. My mother loves me. She's always here for me. So we did uh, the work and we found out which modalities for creating coherence that baby needed. And in this work, modalities for creating coherence include um, sound, they include movement, they include light, they include essential oils, they include a flower, anything that can shift a resonance yeah uh can it can be any it can be looking at a flower and smelling a flower it can be um moving your body around it could be um uh, hearing the music that you but is love. this always going to be tied to someone's existing belief system is that what's going to govern it yes because with muscle check what is going to shift for this particular individual that is my client right now how do we shift that um, underlying unconscious pattern so that they no longer resonate with it. So we mu I muscle check, well, this person needs sound. This person needs to image what it's like to have a mother there all the time and to put that image in their heart and maybe to anchor it with an essential oil that smells like the mother. So you anchor the, the new, you're, anch you're anchoring the new image for the being. Just, just so I understand this, sorry to, to cut you, Richard. I just want to make sure that, that I've, I've grasped this. How sure. does that work over video then? Because you said you do it with people all over America. So would you tell so them I, to go and get a particular oil and they sniff it at the time? or? Okay, so many of my clients who know me know that I use essential oils, so perhaps they have one or two around. Oh, okay, okay. Otherwise, I have a drawer full of them. And because they have given me permission, and this is very important, Mm -hmm. One cannot get into another's energy field without their permission. Mm -hmm. That's a no-no as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's int intrusive if I'm not asking. So I would yeah. never do a session on a baby whose mother didn't say, please help my baby. Nor yeah. would I do a session on a horse or a dog or a cat if the owners are not saying, 
please find out why my dog, why my horse won't go outside anymore. Something like that. So, of course, we're asking permission. So with the baby's permission, we're we're getting the okay uh, of the baby. We're getting the okay of the mother. Now, I I can't, I think, I can't, I cannot recall exactly, Dan, how we shifted this baby's resonance so that it was okay to wean. But Mm -hmm. I know we did it. And I know we did it because two and a half years later, the same woman's calling me. I haven't heard from her in two and a half years. So unlike therapy that goes on and on and on, a person can do one, five or 10 sessions and the issue is no longer an issue. Then mm-hmm. they come back two or three years later and the mother says, Rudrani, the baby will not potty train. Now help me. It was okay. so funny. I mean, I was really laughing. I was really laughing. And so we found out what's going on with the baby, why it's holding on, why it's not potty training. Mm-hmm. And this, this, um, positive action I do remember the baby wanted the mother to create a very fun song about going to the potty and how happy she is when she when her baby goes to the potty and the baby was singing the child was singing the song so the baby was potty trained I remember it because it was so much fun um so so some of the issues are very deep and involved and Mm -hmm. some of the issues can be lighter uh but whatever it is every problem that we resonate with appears as a problem and every intention that we want we don't resonate with often because we're resonating with the problem at the same time so so we use applied kinesiology to shift to find out what's the unconscious mind saying and um when we when we just excuse me let's have a little water here when we're just going along and existing in time, we have unfortunately and very sadly, Dan, resigned ourselves to our pain. We've resigned ourselves to be inadequate. And we don't have to do that. We can really commit to freeing ourselves. We have all depleting habits that we, we have old responses that no longer serve us. Yeah, but isn't unkind, it sometimes people hide in them because it, that's, I mean, we're talking about being in the unknown just before we start right. recording mm-hmm. isn't it because a lot of the time people stick to patterns that make them feel comfortable they stay under that glass ceiling and so although something may be overtly disempowering overtly um painful that pain is known and the fear of stepping into what is unknown is more than the excitement about the joy of what's in the unknown so they stay where they are Yes. Yes. And that is a great sorrow. Is it not a great sorrow mm. that, we, that we do that? Mm-hmm. We resign ourselves to our past pain. Mm-hmm. We do not commit to freeing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do not commit to manifesting the fullness of our consciousness. We stay in a very limited space and we do not move forward and we are not walking into our future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, um, the clients that I want are not those. Yeah. I want I want clients that say, okay, so at five this happened to me. Okay, I get that. What do I do now? But the, but at the end of the day, what do they say that you can only help someone that's ready ready to be helped? And, and absolutely, what you're describing there is someone that's ready ready to work. Because I mean, even in my own work, yes, sometimes I come across a client and I have to tell them I can't serve you. And the reason why I can't serve them is because they're not in a state where they are ready to accept responsibility for what's happened to them and to accept responsibility for the fact that the choices that they're going to make from now on are going to be directly related to their life going forward. So one thing I always say is that whether you like it or not, you're the only one in the driving seat of your, of your life. So you might as well put your hands on the wheel, but not everybody's ready to put their hands on the wheel. Mm -hmm. Um, that's right there are those that are happy to take people's time energy and money uh, regardless of whether they are ready to sort of put their foot down and and do it now but Mm -hmm. um yeah i I mean you're just like me there's you're not really interested in you want to see transformation you want to see change yes right universal consciousness opposed to 
you want to see another paycheck or you want to see like right. it's another client oh, i've got 20 million clients it's not about the ego straight for you <laughs> no it's about not at all. transformation yeah no. it is and it's about extraordinary results beyond mm. what they dreamt about so mm. that they can live fully now and not live through these old unconscious patterns that no longer serve them but it's only someone that's so, yes, ready to make I, that leap that's going to be yeah. able to do that yes, someone's ready to make yes, that leap going to be able right. to do that. that's right that's but don't right. you find that in your so circle client, like, oh, sorry to, sorry no say that again dan no no you you are making a point on the same vein I'll, I'll save my question for later please carry on okay so for instance um i have one client i've been, I've been a, a residence repatterning licensed practitioner for 22 years yeah so i see clients that come and go they don't stay long but they come and go with mm -hmm. different issues of course. which is beautiful because they have extraordinary results and mm -hmm. then they come back for another what they call a problem so i yeah. had a woman for instance who um i'll tell you this this is, this is quite a beautiful story i just spent um uh, a week uh, in Cancun at an amazing meditation retreat. Mm -hmm. And one of the women there um, was sometimes in a wheelchair and sometimes using crutches. Mm -hmm. And let's just call her Mary. That's yeah. not her name. We'll call her Mary. Sure. And so um, she knows that I do this work and she's been a client of mine on and off. And that day um, she came to me and she was in tears and she said, I was on the beach uh, with my crutches doing the walking meditation and a couple came up to me and said why are you using your crutches why do you not just throw them down and walk <laughs> and she and she well you're laughing but she was not laughing yeah, I could imagine she was oh my god she was feeling great sadness mm -hmm. and great sorrow and feeling less than and very inadequate and didn't know how to respond in a mm -hmm. way that would give her power back. So mm -hmm. she gave them her power and just felt um, great sorrow. Mm -hmm. So she asked me to go into my room and do a resonance repatterning with her. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, I had my I had no books with me, but because this is all in my database in my brain, I was able to proxy muscle check for her what she needed. And what she needed was an energy constriction release. And what was going on is her whole heart was being constricted by her feeling less than or being judged or not accepted by these other people. And we muscle checked, or I muscle checked, where is this coming from? And this was unusual because often most everything is in the current life because we have so much going on in our current lives. Yeah. Um, this was a past life with this beautiful being of light. And she is such a being of light for all of us in this community. She um, was born quite deformed. And she was born, this is back in the 1800s, and she was born in a family where she was adored by her parents and siblings and their animals. But no one outside of her home could accept her deformity and they were rather terrified and scared of her so she was never allowed out. So this little person could wriggle like a wriggly person. She could wriggle around and her parents adored her. And nobody else from the outside would accept her. And so this person who's on the beach now with these other people saying, why are you not and why are you not and why don't you throw down your crutches? Mm -hmm. Brought her back to that moment where she was unaccepted by society oh so it ended up being an anchor back to a past life experience where yes it was, it was yes exactly and she was so mortified. A trauma point. yeah it was yeah. very it was very traumatic for her so i so we went inside her and we said okay what can we imagine that would help this little being who's a beautiful wriggly being in a past life so that she can be loved and accepted and for some reason it came to me that i saw somebody knocking on their little door. They lived in a, like a hut, a thatched hut. I don't mm -hmm. know where it was. Mm -hmm. And somebody knocked on the door and it was a being from the outside. And the being from the outside looked in and saw this wriggly person who was deformed mm -hmm. moving towards the door. And the being was holding another being's hand and another being's hand and another being's hand. And soon 50 people from outside came inside and surrounded her oh. and were 
looking at her and accepting her and seeing who she really was, even in her deformed body, who is this being of light who's so loving? And why does her mother and father and siblings and animals, why do they adore her? And they began to adore her. And then the being who was in my room in Cancun felt adored and accepted and significant and recognized and acknowledged and loved and switched on a whole different switch. So then she comes up with, well, what are we going to tell the next person who tells you on the beach? Why don't you throw down your crutches? And here's the beautiful thing we came up with, Dan. We came up with, I'm so sorry, people, that you don't experience me the way I experience me. I'm so sorry. Thank you for your insights. I experience me as whole and complete with or without my crutches. You have a great day now. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? That, that uh, ties wow. to, um, I read a quote. I don't remember who it was, who it was by. I think it may be an uh, Abraham Hicks quote. And it was, mm. until it doesn't matter if it is or is not, it will never be. Until it doesn't matter if it is or is not, it will never be. Yes. Yes, exactly. That ties, that, that feels really, that really, quote unquote, mm. resonates, yes. wink, mm. wink. That resonates yes. completely with that <laughs> wink, wink. Right, exactly. <laughs> Winky, that wink. Yeah. It does, it sure does. Because and then, you know, and then the freedom, the freedom that comes from that moment. Because mm. it doesn't matter anymore, does it? No. Mm. And when it didn't matter, she became detached. And that's when she became exactly. open to exactly. the experience that was best suited mm -hmm. for her to come in. And of course, that's right. going to be health because our natural state is health. Mm -hmm. yes. Our natural state is, when you look at nature, nature, if unimpeded, will always grow, be joyfully beautiful and be exactly what it's supposed to be. Yes, it um, is. I always consider that when I'm doing my work with people finding and getting in touch with their purpose, which is what my, uh, my strap line, my slogan, dream with your eyes open is all about. I always mm. admonish them that your natural state is to gravitate towards your purpose, which yes. is always going to be joyful because that's what you're here to do. That yes. hole that you're always trying to fill, which is what joy is, is always going to find itself mm. filled up when you're doing what you're here to do. And when you just allow, then that's where you'll end up Absolutely. going. And in nature, when things stop growing, when they start dying, it's because generally, because man is, or something else has involved itself, whether it's chemicals or whether it's, you know, other types of experiment or whatever. And that's mm -hmm. what causes the, the, to shift out of homeostasis and be in dis-ease with our yes. bodies. If we're that's completely right. present, completely and wholly present and, and attached, I'll use energetically, to a future present that's outside of the lack of homeostasis, you will automatically gravitate towards homeostasis. So for her, letting go of all of mm -hmm. the, the stuff, I'll call it the stuff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. letting go of all of the stuff from her past life, which was tying her to this um, feeling of not being accepted by the world. Once mm -hmm. she let go of that, she was open mm -hmm. to gravitate towards health. So behind her saying, I don't care what you think about me, whether I'm on my crutches or not, She's gravitated to a position whereby she's going to be whole. Because yes, and, yes and, and the way she worded it, Dan, was so gorgeous because it wasn't as if she said, I don't care how you see me. Yeah. She so lovingly said, I'm so sorry that you don't experience yeah. me the same the way, way that I'd experience me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm whole and complete right now. And, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, and it was so beautiful. And she called me last week or texted me or something, and she said, well, guess what, Rudrani? Today I actually forgot my crutches, drove in the car, did three errands, and came home and noticed that I had forgotten them. <laughs> right? So that's back to the homeostasis you're talking about. Yep. Exactly. I mean, she wasn't even conscious of this, she forgot her crutches. Yeah. I love it. Love Aww. it, love it, love it. That love that outcome. Fabulous. Love it, love it. it that fabulous. is fabulous. And that's also a really great insight into, into your work that really, I think it's great that we did, you know, go through this real example because it gives the listeners an opportunity to, to tap into the energy of what it is you're doing in a real life mm -hmm. scenario. 
And I always find that in learning, when you've got a hard a hard line pattern that you can you can attach your learning experience to, it makes it easier to to digest and internalize the information. So thank you very much for sharing that story. And I'm thank all the more asking. excited. I'm all the more excited about um my session with you. Oh, I, I am it, too. I think it's going to be. Really I am too. It's going to be remarkable for both of us, Dan. Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Me too, honey. Me too. Uh, so just going into the past life stuff, because this is actually only since February. I had my first, um, my first accepting experience of the concept of past lives actually happened only in February of this year. And I'll tell you the quick story. And I'm sure. not going to use the names, but you know who I'm going to be talking about in this story. And I think you're going to laugh because you're going to... Oh, this is a setup, up. isn't it? This, this is, is a setup. Set up. Okay. Set up. okay. So, um, so yeah, I've never, I've never, I mean, I've... I was raised quite a devout, a devout Christian. Um, it didn't really resonate with me because of some things. But at the end of the day, um, what we call God, I think, always manifests itself as an experience to people in a way that they can understand. I find mm-hmm. it sad that sometimes we're forced to try and interpret God in a way that doesn't resonate with us. Mm-hmm. So I, I found my, my way. For some people, it might be some form of fixed religion. For some, it might be spirituality. For some, it might be nature, whatever. However, the concept of past lives is not something that was ever a part of my, of the belief system that was passed on to me by my parents. In fact, mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't exist is something that was attempted to be imprinted on me, but it never, it never held mm-hmm. for good reason. So here I am. Um, I was getting some proofreaders for, um, for a book that I'm publishing next month. And... Um, uh, somebody, I, I checked in with an online community, which I'm a part of, and someone checked in and said, hey, you know, I'd love to, to, to proofread that. I said, okay, cool. Um, he read it. He gave me some really constructive uh, criticism. Uh, we became friends on Facebook. That was it. We didn't do any more speaking. We didn't do any more talking. That was the end of it. Then I went to a meditation retreat in February, and I turned around and I said, I think that's beep, beep, beep. And he turned around and looked at me and walked up and said, hey, are you Dan? And I said, yeah, are you beep, beep, beep? And he said, yes, I am. And we were in the same, so we were grouped into groups at this retreat. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. it turned out that we're in the same group. Uh, and then he turned it. around and said to me, by the way, you and I have been reincarnating as best friends for the last 5,000 years. I'd love to talk to you some more about it. Oh, my gosh. You know who I'm talking wow. about now, don't you? I think I do. I yeah. think I do, honey. Wow. And, and the funny thing is, is oh. that when he, when, he, when he made the statement, I felt absolutely zero resistance inside of me whereas ordinarily when people have a conversation when it's natural when a conversation is instigated that falls outside of your belief system you should Mm -hmm. feel some resistance that's normal and natural there's nothing wrong with that it just it just doesn't it just it your body just won't connect with it Mm -hmm. because it's outside of your belief system so considering Mm -hmm. the training that i've had i've never been into buddhism i've never been into hinduism which as we know are the primary from fixed religion perspective anyway the prime the primary frameworks within which people learn about the concept of reincarnation and past life yes yes um and so i was kind of like okay but when he said it, I didn't have a question about it. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, it felt like, yeah, duh, of course we have. And that was really, really interesting to me. And then as he shared some <laughs> stories, because he, he, he's, not in a, you know, he's not a light work of that kind, he just gets imprints and visions and flashbacks yes. to these past experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, just, he experiences people as, a, as an energetic frequency almost, a, a recognition. Um, and he started telling me stories. And as he's telling me these stories, I had this really weird feeling of familiarity, as in, oh. yeah, of course, duh, I remember that. But I don't actually consciously <laughs> remember it. I don't know if that makes oh. sense. Yes. And even Absolutely. like uh, when he, yeah. we were, um, w- there's certain places that I've traveled to in the world that I feel especially comfortable in or I feel especially um, mm. happy going to. A, a really strange thing is that I've always had this really strange thing about living near water. 
it I only learned to swim last year last October I learned to swim um mm. so it's not like I'm you know I, I, I love and it's not like I'm one of those people that loves to go for like long walks by the water I'm not that kind of person there's no <laughs> logical reason as to why I'd want to be near the water as much as I do and ah. then and then um I was speaking to him about something else and that came up and he goes yeah that's probably because of the amount of times that we've come back and been sailors Oh, wow. That is fascinating. And then even down to the fact that I love being anywhere in the Mediterranean. I'm just, I had this weird level of comfort being anywhere in the Mediterranean. And he's like, yeah, we, we've done that a few times. And he started sharing some stories. Um, and as he's sharing these stories, again, I had this weird level of comfort. So oh. I, I've, I've, I've not actually, I've been meaning to look into doing sort of some past life stuff with somebody. I just haven't found someone who... Um, who does the work who I feel comfortable with doing that because things like this, I don't like to force. I find that they fall into my lap and when they fall into my lap, it's the right thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's my belief system around that. But I'm very interested to know more about the stuff that you do with past lives and how that actually works. Okay. So in this work, it comes up naturally. It's, mm. it's a free flow thing. So if the experience that you're, having now or the issue that you're having now is from a past life, it will come up and we'll muscle check. It's important for us to know when and we'll get a yes or a no. Yeah. It's important for us to know where and we'll get a yes or a no. It's important for us to know if Dan is a male or female, we'll mm. get a yes or a no. It's important to know what was going on then and we'll get a yes or a no. So it's not, um, like psychic visions of your past life yeah but it can come it can come up in present time no i get but, it completely but may i please share with you my uh story about why i believe in past lives because sure. my experience is so sharp mm. and acute and extremely painful and then quite glorious in the freeing of it okay let's um, do it so I was born in this lifetime as a Jewish person in New York City. Okay. And um, I had early childhood dreams of being uh, caught by Nazis and being tortured by them. Or I had early life dreams of being caught by Nazis and finding the most ingenious, brilliant ways of, of uh, freeing myself of getting out of there. Wow. Um, one dream, I actually put this apparatus in my ear mm -hmm. and I could go in, I could, I could push it and I could just leave that place as if I could move into another realm. That was one wow. of my early life dreams. But, but in any case, I know that I had this experience with Nazi Germans, Nazi Germany. And I know wow. that I'm born Jewish in this lifetime, but I don't know what the heck is going on. So fast forward to now I am, um, oh, I'm, wait a minute. Now I'm in my 20s. Yeah. And I go to a uh, retreat that's a, a healing retreat, and I meet a, uh, a psychic, but a real one who can really see. Yeah. And I, I say, so I've had these dreams since I'm a child. Now I'm in my 20s. And he says, oh, that's because you lived, um, you were a Polish a man mm -hmm. who was not Jewish. You were helping Jewish people and you were hiding them and you were helping them get out of Nazi, Nazi Germany and you were, you were caught, Rudrani, and you were tortured by me. So that's why you're a little bit afraid of snakes and spiders and things like that because they put you down in these dungeons. And I said, okay, that, that makes sense. But that still did not help me get rid of the dreams or the fear. It was knowledge. So now I know. Okay. Then I, I have another spiritual teacher, another two years later, I tell him the same thing about these dreams. And he tells me the exact same experience that the psychic told me two years before, exactly the same. You wow. were a Pol an 18 year old Polish man helping Jews escape you were not jewish you have an affinity for the jews that's why you're born jewish in this lifetime i yeah, was, I was, gonna, I was gonna ask if that's why you were born in that's why i was born jewish in this lifetime and of course i'm i'm everything now i mean i i celebrate every way that yeah, yeah of course. 
divine exists in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the divine in any form. So then I go, I'm now I'm 27, 28. I have a two-year-old son and I'm with my husband in Lawrence, Kansas at the University of Kansas and they're playing the show. Oh God, what is a show that takes place in France? Oh my goodness, where there's Nazi soldiers and actresses. And oh my God, I can't remember. It's a it's a musical. I'm going blank. I, I don't. Uh, I'm going blank. I'll have it doesn't to, matter. It, it will it come back. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. Okay. So in the so they have an intermission. Yeah. In the intermission, the actresses who are in the show are mingling with the audience. There's an upstairs, downstairs. Mm-hmm. And so are the people who are representing the Nazi soldiers mingling with the people in the audience. And I'm at the top of the stairs. Now, mind you, this is, I'm, you know, an adult. I haven't had dreams in years. I mm-hmm. feel fine. I'm having a great night out. I'm at the theater. A cabaret. Cabaret. It's Best cabaret. Yeah. That's the word. And so at the bottom of the stairs are two men who I'm actually experiencing as Nazi soldiers. I don't, I don't think I'm in a play. I don't know I'm in a theater. Um. And I am frozen. And I cannot move. And my husband at the time looks at me and says, are you okay? And I said, and I'm pointing. I'm not even speaking. I'm pointing at those two men in uniform at the bottom of the stairs. And he says, Rudrani, Rudrani, they're not real. They're actors. And I, Dan, cannot speak. I have no language. I'm just in complete terror, in complete terror. So until I did my own work of resonance repatterning about this old pain, I was stuck. No matter what anybody told me about where it came from, I didn't know how to get it out of my body, mind, emotional, spirit system until I did my own work on my own resonance repatternings. And then I understood, okay, I don't have to keep this anymore. Yes, it happened. Okay, it's in my hologram. Let's go back to that. But it's not where I live now. It's not where I live now. Wow. And so where I, where I live now is in a place of that happened then. Mm-hmm. And I have an opportunity to live fully right now, regardless of what happened in any past life or regardless of what happened in this life. That's the opportunity wow. we have now. Right. We can overcome it all, sweetie. All of it, all of it, and we can da- dance and da- just dance as our future selves. Mm-hmm. Just, just remember that we are that, and get out of the way of those past things that don't really exist for us. We don't have to. We move out of them. We come into present time, and we just love fully. And love goes deeper and deeper and deeper. As you know, I'm talking to someone who knows this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. I love to talking to some. Oh, yeah, reaching, that's right, I am. But I love this particular choir called uh, Dan Mangina. And, Man, I love and this, this choir loves you. This choir mm, loves thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. So just coming back to tying this, tying this up then, so that we can um, just get a bit of balance, because I think I'm going to, I'm going to wrap us up now, because I think the, the, yes, the natural flow here is to do a follow up. Um, when I come down and we do some work on me and see what happens. Cause I think this, will yes, be we do a right. session on you when you're here. And Absolutely. We'll, we'll video that. Um, I'll bring my personal, um, videographer. Good, good. <laughs> Your personal videographer. Oh, the beautiful, you mean the beautiful one? Yeah, the beautiful one. Yeah. Oh, the beautiful one whom I love. Yeah, yes. That one. And she loves you as well. She's oh, I know that. I'm so also. excited. Very um, happy. yeah, I think we'll do that. So in short, in short i mean there's so much to this short i don't it doesn't do it disservice but there's just so much to it but in 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 in, uh summary that's not in short in summary we all are born as a three-dimensional holographic image which is measurable as we go through life we experience other people and situations which shift our measurable frequency because they themselves have a measurable frequency and we have frequencies. Our frequency can also be affected by 
past lives also mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that all has an energy frequency because mm-hmm. as quantum physics tells us time the thing that separates this life from that life this person from that one and even space really are an illusion because everything's happening at the same time in the same place as one great whole am i on the right correct. path correct absolutely correct oh. mm-hmm. absolutely so i guess the question is what are you willing to no longer do in order to make a happier you happen now? You know, what is that? Where, where are you unconscious? Mm. And, you know, and why are we not the shining stars that we're meant to be? Where, mm. When did that happen to us? And why don't we become that? We have an opportunity to become that, to no longer hold back from who you want to be right now in this moment. Mm just to walk into your future as your divine self. I love that image. I hold that for you. I hold that for me. I hold that for all of the listeners today. Mm, that sounds yummy. Mm, yeah. Thank you, that Dan. That sounds really yummy. Well, my love, um, I'd like to thank you for this exploratory journey. And was that as scary as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> I, I, okay, now this is where you have to edit out. Dan, Dan, I don't remember, I don't remember being so nervous before an event. I mean, I don't even, I mean, I mean, I have these notes all over the room posted up that, I, that I haven't even looked at. I thought, what do you mean he's not giving me questions ahead of time? What the heck am I going to talk about? And I thought I was going to talk about healing my spine and that never even happened. No. Um, it didn't happen. So I had no idea how to prepare, what to do. And yes, I was in, in a, a big fear event. I created a big fear event. And so I remembered, what are you doing, Rudrani? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? So I sat down. That's why I said, can you give me 15 minutes? And I said, I got to go into heart and brain coherence because I'm running around like a nut. But do you know what um, it was? As I came onto the call as well, I was sending you some heart coherence energy as well. Oh, good, honey. That helped. I'm sure it helped because by the time I got on the call, I was ready. So thank you for giving me that extra time. And thank you for being so gentle, so loving, so open, and for really hearing me and for just carrying it all. Thank you. You are so easy to have that with because you're just a very lovely soul. Like I said, when I'd initially spoken to you about being on the podcast, I didn't even know all this fabulous stuff that you did. I didn't know about all this magic that you're doing all i knew is that you had just an amazing energy and i just wanted to share that mm. with the people on the call i literally was like i love rajani everyone has to meet her and just see how <laughs> oh thank you and, and that's and that's what it was oh, you really you lift me high oh. you know and, and I, I appreciate that so much because we all know where we really can live there we can live in how you see me Mm. And you can live in how I see you and how others see you. We can stay there. We can remain there. We can Mm. do this. And, you know, um, we can come back into our hearts at any moment. That's the greatest tool that we have. It's true. The greatest tool. If we just remember where our hearts are, Mm. we can go into them. Because before you called me, I didn't have a heart. I didn't have a body. I was like, what is going to happen? I don't know what I'm, I'm going to say. Oh, my God. It has to be perfect. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I have no idea what the agenda is. I don't know what words I'm going to use. I mean, and then it was just perfect, and it was gorgeous. And it's just like you. Oh, you oh, are. So thank magic. you. But thank you for seeing me the way you see me so that I could be that one on this call. Well, thank you for thank being you. here for me to see. Love you thank so much. You, and I, I love you so much you too. Soon. You take care. Very, up. very soon. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Have a beautiful day. And hug each other for me. Remember that do. part. I will. Okay. Do. I will. Do. Okay. okay. Big you love to it. you. Bye bye, love. Bye bye. Everyone, I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy to share with you my amazing friend, Rajrani Brand. Um, 
I'll put some contact details for Rajani in the description. I completely forgot to even ask about her for them on the recording. Um, please, 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 ratings, reviews, let us know how we can serve you better. Um, currently, on, we're on Spotify now. That's a new, a new development. Literally got the news today. So there's a host of platforms on which you can listen in on the podcast. Uh, share, please, if it's serving you share tune in on a tuesday i do my very brief little rant the just us sessions on a tuesday thursdays jade and i share our fly on the wall calls with you fridays m joins me for our weekly q a for that join me on cora email m insight unlimited llc at gmail.com um if you're on anchor send us a voice note we'll include it in the recording as well um it's been an absolute joy and an honor to serve you with this podcast today this is Dan signing off and reminding you to keep dreaming with your eyes open. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.dreamwithdan.com for updates for more exclusive content. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.